Hey, everybody. Welcome to another First Run Bald Movies. Man, it's been a while. I feel like it's been a while. Maybe it hasn't, but I feel like it's been a while. Jim and I went to see uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, a movie written and directed by Drew Goddard, who I kind of like. Like, uh, I was really impressed by his Cabin in the Woods. Uh, he did the screenplay for Martian, which I thought was a bang-up ad- adaptation of uh, Andy Weir's novel. Uh, I know he's done other stuff that I'm, I'm uh, you know, he cut his teeth with J.J. Abrams on Alias and Lost. Um, and he cast a just bevy of stars, Chris Hemsworth, Dakota Johnson, Jeff Bridges, John Hamm, Nick Offerman, and added some fairly good or impressive, I thought, newcomers, or people I'm not very, very familiar with. Uh, Cynthia uh, Arrivo, who has uh, made a lot of noise on Broadway, and Lewis Pullman. Uh, and what did you think of this movie, Jim? Uh, I actually liked it quite a bit. I thought holy the, fuck the setup was uh was really good it It kept me in suspense. It kept me what the fucking through i don't know about an hour of this movie, maybe more Because uh, this was a pretty long movie right two fifteen I think it was a very long movie, yes, yeah, so maybe maybe like an hour and a half you're what the fucking uh and then I guess at the end. They didn't quite get to the place I think they were going for, at least for me. I'm notoriously hard to get to, but I I think they they didn't quite stick the landing. But, man, I enjoyed the experience. I mean, this is like uh, the, the anti-Mandy, apparently, because huh. I, in the first 15 minutes, I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be good. Uh, 45 minutes later, I'm like... I, I, I there's no way no way they can justify this by the end of the film and then by the end of the film i'm like all right well it's not a complete waste of time but i thought <laughs> this to me this movie is uh is is hateful eight with a little bit of way of the gun sensibility um but unfortunately there's a way too much hateful eight uh, way too much dialogue uh, between mysterious characters that I sh- don't know why I should care about that adds up to like you know some epic violence at the end and mm-hmm. this movie gets a rhythm where you've got these long period of like fairly slow um hope you know more or less absorbing dialogue pieces character driven pieces that are punctuated by an extreme act of violence and then on to the next one rinse and repeat until we get to the climax of the film i I just i I don't know i felt like it was long it was long it was was a frequent complaint of this movie it was it was very slow in its pacing and didn't have enough action nor unlike mandy who had at least crazy visuals trippy visuals movie is gorgeous to look at Mm -hmm. and it's very well acted yeah. It's just, I, it felt like it just, in, in the almost exact same way of Hateful Eight, it just didn't quite come together to justify the length of time it spent with me watching it. I, I might I might slightly agree with that last part, um, but I think it it kept me in suspense enough. Like, it, okay, maybe it didn't have the action, but it almost had like a Cohen-esque feel to it in the beginning mm. where they were kind of layering different perspectives over each other, you know? We'd, we'd see a scene from one character's perspective then we'd see a chunk of that scene from another character to let us know oh hey they were watching this happen uh and i felt like it was very very much out of the textbook of a cohen film and also i mean you're right on the money with the comparison to tarantino i think there's a lot of tarantino both in the dialogue and in some of the visual style 
Oh yeah, I think I think uh, Tarantino should check his garage because I think someone <laughs> stole his movie and filed filed the serial numbers off, and uh, the thief is Drew Goodard, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Goddard. Um, oh, that's the other thing uh, Goddard did. Uh, he created Netflix, uh, Netflix Daredevil, and is pretty much responsible for the exceptional huh. first season of that show. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, I wanted to like this film. The other thing is, I felt like you know, even way more so than Mandy, this film was marketed like some crazy gonzo kind of pulp fiction thing and it is not it's it is it is slow and character driven dialogue driven uh thematic driven um you know it it is slow right up until the point that it's not um and even then like even the end of the movie uh even though it it picks up the pace quite a bit and i thought I don't know. I, I felt like the movie had been a lot better if they had introduced... It's, it's hard to talk about this movie without spoilers because it kind of revolves around a lot of plot and character introductions. But I felt like some of the characters were introduced so late that it felt like an ass pull. Hmm. Like some of the things that happened in a resolution. Um, but yeah, and unfortunately, like I said, I was expecting a Gonzo, kind of John Wick, but more of a thinker. And I, 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 I didn't get that because the, you know, you remember the trailer, it's all just people getting shot by shotguns and flying through the air and heads exploding and things on fire. And, you know, yeah, I, I think the, the trailer, you're right. I, I agree with you. The trailer does not accurately uh, depict what this movie is going to be. Cause I, from the trailer, I got kind of almost a supernatural vibe. Uh, yeah, I was thinking, oh, Chris Hemsworth comes in and maybe it's his connection to Thor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe it's yeah. uh, just something in my brain that associates him with supernatural stuff. But I expected to see something along those lines and I never got it. Um, this yeah. is very much more a like noir kind of story than it uh. is some crazy gonzo uh, supernatural acid trip. Uh, yeah, it, 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 Chris Hemsworth uh, reminded me a lot, and this is why I think I got confused. Like, Chris Hemsworth is playing Brad Pitt from California. Okay. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's it's so funny because this is the anti because it involves a cult leader, like the whole whole thing, top to bottom. Like, except for the only difference is that uh, Mandy connected with me, didn't connect with you. This movie connected with you, didn't connect with me. Uh, since you're the one who liked it, is there anything else you want to talk about and spoiler free before we talk about trailers and, and then get into the spoiler section? Yeah. I mean, being as vague as possible, I will say the ending, uh, didn't, didn't quite connect. I, I agree with you. Like once they kick it into gear, there should have been some bigger payoff, but some of the problem is they reserve, like you said, the character reveal until mm-hmm. too late in the movie. And by that time, there isn't enough time left in the film for me to actually connect with the character and and care what happens to these people, you know? Right, right. Uh, so I, I do agree. Like, it left me at about, like, 70% of the way there thinking this is a really good movie. But honestly, 70% was good enough, I suppose. Mm. I would say that... Um, let, let me. Do you agree with me that, like... This might be, uh, if it does work on you, it's still going to be more of a good and not great film. Like, yeah. I don't think this film is going to be spoken kind of any kind of hushed or hallowed tones. Well, like, I'll, t- I, I'll tell you what's great about it. Yeah. Uh, I can, can't think of his name. Don Draper. Uh, John Hamm. Yeah. John Hamm is fantastic. And Jeff Bridges are, are both, like, Jeff Bridges delivers a couple of performances in here that are... Mm-hmm kind of breathtaking uh yeah. 
and you know it can't it can't ultimately like make the movie for me but they made those scenes no like i can see this being on like a like you can see like 30 seconds here and there being on an oscar highlight reel and you wouldn't bat Mm -hmm. an eye yeah um and i'll even throw in i thought that lewis pullman character i haven't seen him in anything i guess he's been in two or three other films i've not heard of but i thought he was very very impressive who is that He's the the, the bellhop, the clerk, okay. yeah, the bartender, the <laughs> <laughs> right, the maintenance the, man, the, the maintenance <laughs> man, the housekeeper, the whole thing. Right. Um, and I thought Cynthia Erivo was, I mean, she is just really good at singing, like amazing. And that was one of the yeah. things I think did work. Like every time that she was singing and providing essentially a soundtrack, a minimalist soundtrack for the for the the film i thought the film the the movie kind of kicked up a notch mm-hmm. um and the movie and, does have great music in it too it's not just yes. her singing though that is amazing right uh michael G- giacchino giacchino mm-hmm. i don't know how to say that even though i'm taking italian lessons uh <laughs> he is if you recognize him from lost he's the composer who did all the music there ah, uh, and okay. i think he provides a great soundtrack here as well plus yeah. you know you throw in an amazing singer like that and you're gonna have a yeah. good soundtrack it's also it just felt like the the of the greatest hits from the late sixties early seventies yeah um, so it's stylish it's slick it just it didn't come together for me do you want to talk about anything else or should we move on to trailers let's get to the trailers all right uh, we saw a fuller cut uh, this is the I, I guess the final trailer release of uh, the Queen biopic uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and I gotta say because like you know the thing I've always thought this looked great I, I've always thought that I want to see it from the very beginning because i love queen i think freddie mercury is a fascinating character and i really can't wait to see remy malik's take on him um but you know i've always heard these like disturbing things about like the band insisting it be more than about that freddie mercury and to kind of like do a light touch with the gay and the aid stuff which to me is really defanging the lot of the interest i have in the movie I, this this trailer, I don't know. Maybe this is this trailer is all of the material for, that 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 speaks to that. But like, I guess I was impressed by how Freddie centric it was and how it seeming to really lean into uh, the later parts of his life and you know uh, his 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 role in uh, you know in 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 the, in, in the middle of the AIDS epidemic and um what that what that meant and so i guess i guess i'm even more excited to see it now i don't see any like red flags or flashing like oh this might suck kind of things what about you no this is a much better trailer to get me hyped right uh than essentially what was a teaser before with a bunch of queen Mm -hmm. songs in it Mm -hmm. uh and and showing you know rami malik in a jumpsuit and shit like Mm -hmm. that's fine but this one actually told me that there's a story here and it seems like an interesting one. There's going to be some conflict, and it's going to be uh, more of the story of Freddie Mercury, which I'm I'm excited to see. There's actually two biopics that we we got trailers for that I'm excited for. Oh shit! Let's just roll into that. Elton John, The Rocket Man. Yeah, uh, I think this is interesting because it stars Taron Edgerton, uh-huh. uh, who Kingsman. is who's the main guy from Kingsman. And if you remember our review of the fun, but ultimately forgettable Kingsman Two golden circle, the highlight of that movie was Elton John's kick-ass cameo. And it tickles me to death that I feel like over beers, 
Sir Elton John took Taryn Edgerton to the side. He's like, you know, I want to talk about your jawline and cheekbones. <laughs> and how and, 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 and Taryn thought, oh, no, here we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, now no, just hold still. And he put his glasses hashtag, on him. Hashtag me too. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, but like, damn, it, I would never have called that. But he's kind of pulling it off in the trailer. And Elton yeah. John's music's amazing. Another guy who's got a pretty incredible story and has spanned just decades and been... Re- I mean, anyone that can be relevant as an entertainer over the course of decades is a pretty fascinating, inventive person. Mm-hmm. So, because the public just is not... You know, they're, they're pretty fucking fickle. So, I'm I'm pretty excited to see that. This is more of a teaser, so I don't have a lot more to say than that. Um, looks yeah, same good. here. Even Sounds if it's good. just an excuse to listen to some Elton John music in a yeah. a nice theater with a good sound system, I'm in and, for it. And I gotta say, I really don't know anything about Elton John other than the fact that uh, he's gay mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has yeah. he, he has fabulous uh, wardrobe. He, he so, loves sequins. Oh my god, he loves sequins. He, he does. I, I'm I'm really curious to see uh, his his character fleshed out a little bit. Um, Moving on, uh, there is a new installment of the Girl, the Dragon Tattoo movie se- series, uh, Girl in the Spider Web. Uh, I don't know. Did you did you miss this one or did you see this one? Cause no, I, that... I, I saw this one. Okay. Uh, I thought this looks cool. This looks like a female Punisher, mm-hmm. um, even more so than the Girl, the Dragon Tattoo stuff I've seen before. It looks a little bit more slick and confident. I don't know who made it or shot it or wrote it. Um, because uh, I've not seen the American version. I've only seen the original Swedish version of the first book. Huh. So I don't know what to compare it to, but it looked like it, it looked like a much more lavish and slick production. Um, I, I think this one looks uh, potentially better than the, the first American remake of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I did see that one, and I thought it was good, but not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, man, there's a lot of a lot of pathos going on and i know that's what these sure. books are about right uh, i understand that but wow it looks dark it looks real mm-hmm. dark mm-hmm. um we also had uh gillian flynn who is really hot right now mm-hmm. uh combining forces with steve mcqueen which if you don't recognize his name he's the one behind uh the fastbender vehicles hunger and shame which are fantastic uh, 12 Years a Slave, which actually is also a Fassbender vehicle, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not a vehicle. He's definitely a memorable passenger. Uh, and now a movie called Widows, which apparently is a remake uh, or a uh, re-envisioning of an 80s television show involving wives of, fema- uh, of, of criminals who get killed and they pull off a job. Uh, it stars uh-huh. a bunch of women that you've heard of before: Viola Davis, Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, speaking of Cynthia Erivo, Cynthia Erivo pops up here. Um, Carrie Coon, and they are joined by Colin Farrell, uh, Danielle Kaluuya, uh, Robert du- old ass mummified Robert <laughs> Duvall, and Liam Neeson. Uh, this, I think, this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it, it maybe sounds a like better they, Ocean's Eight. It sounds like a really stupid premise, honestly. Uh, but I what, think the, the 80s tele- network television series remake. <laughs> uh, no, no. The fact that because you're you're wives of criminals, you might be OK at criminaling. Oh, uh, right, right. But, but they're forced into it as far as I can understand yeah, from yeah, the trailer. Yeah. So yeah. It, it makes more sense. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think it's going to be pretty good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Another one that this could go either way for me. Uh, I really have respect for the people involved in the project, but it's called The Green Book. 
mm-hmm. which if you know anything about, uh, you know, I'd say America's darker past, but, you know, <laughs> America, uh-huh. uh, that was a, a, a guide that uh, black people use traveling around the United States to kind of uh, is like a thumb book for um, African-American friendly eateries, establishments, uh, dance halls, hotels, uh, like a survival guide for the South, especially. Um, and the premise of this is Vigo Mortensen is a bouncer who's hired by uh, Mahershala Ali to escort him as he per- he's a he's a concert pianist and he's going on a nationwide tour. And Vigo is essentially his security. Um, and uh, I like I said, it 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 could be interesting and and moving and poignant um, or it could be pretty smarmy and saccharine and tone deaf. Um, mm-hmm. But I really like Ali. I really like Mortensen. And I'm hoping it's going to be, you know, something that's uh, that's Oscar worthy rather than something that's that's cringy. Do you got any observations on it? No, we'll see. I'm I'm torn on this one, too. I don't yeah. know which way it's going to go. Yeah. Um, so this is this is the end. This is the end of the uh, spoiler free review. If you'd like to hear our full thoughts on bad times at the El Royale, please continue on to the club section, but you do have to be a club member to listen to it. Uh, you can join up today. Club.baldmove.com. First round bald movie. Spoiler filled reviews are one of the many features you get. Club.baldmove.com.